dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus Christ's holy name and by his shed blood and by your Holy Spirit we enter in right now, come into your gates with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise. And we thank you, dear Lord God, that we are forgiven of all of our sins, dear Lord God, and cleansed from all unrighteousness, hallelujah, and that we are far from oppression and that fear does not come near us. We thank you that we are on holy ground right now, dear Lord God, and we come to receive, to receive from your Holy Spirit, dear Lord God. So we thank you that we can come and just bask in your presence, sit at your feet and sit on your lap, dear Lord God, to receive instruction from you, dear Lord God. So we thank you right now for your presence. For in your presence there is fullness of joy. We love you and we honor you and we adore you. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Brother Kendrick, hallelujah. You can pass it out for me. Thank you. Tonight is an amazing lesson, and it's amazing because God's word is amazing all by itself. And about two weeks ago, I was studying the book of Revelations. I went from Matthew then all the way to Revelations. And something stood out to me like um, it just jumped off the page. And what I had saw was royal race, R-A-C-E. So this lesson is for us because we need to know that we are a royal race under the kingship of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And when we hear the word royal, a lot of times we think about Queen Elizabeth, um, Prince George, and Prince Charlotte, but it's more than that. I don't even know if they are really saved. But when we become born again, we enter into a royal race. And I want to share with you mainly on the vision about the glorious sons. I do have my shoes off, so please pardon me. This is comfortable to me. There are two races on the planet. There is the lost race and there is the royal race. When I look at this chart, glory to glorious sons of God, there are so many lessons on this chart. When the Lord told me about royal race, he said, go to this chart. So as we see, all of us here is on this chart. And we started out being lost. That's the lost race without Christ. Christ does not dwell in the lost race. Even though this lost man is created in God's image, he's not in the likeness of God yet. So we were all here at this stage, but then we heard about Christ Jesus, and then we had received him, and we became born again, so we entered from the lost race into a royal race. And I was thinking, too bad I didn't know about this or hear about this when I became born again. All I knew was that I'm just born again, but didn't know about the royal race. So I said, Lord God, please expound this, not only to me, but to all of us. 
And we're going to first hear about our king because Jesus He's not just our Lord and also our Savior, but he is our king. Father God made him a king. And I said, wow, well, is that somewhere in the Old Testament? So the Holy Spirit took me to Isaiah 33, verse 22. And it reads, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Now, isn't that amazing? It's in the Old Testament where the Lord is our king. Now, let's go back to race because I want to give you a definition of race. It's a group of people identified as distinct from other groups because of supposed physical or genetic traits shared by the group. Now that's for a race. There are many races here on this planet and we know that. Then there's the whole human race where there is a collaborative group of cultures. So we have the human race, the whole race, and then we have specific races. Then we have the royal race. Now, we don't hear very, very much about the royal race who is in Christ. So the royal race is above all races. Isn't that amazing? And all of us in here are born again and spirit filled. And guess what? We are in that royal race under the kingship of Jesus the Christ because he is royal. Now, what does royal mean? It relates to a king or a queen, and that is us. We are kings according to God's rule. We are royal because we are in Christ Jesus, the king. So we are royalty to him. We are special to him. And not only that, but also we are heirs. We are heirs of God. And joint is with Christ Jesus. So we are heirs. So we'll learn more about that you know, later on. King Jesus, John 18, 37. This is the New Testament. Now listen to this. Pilate said to him, Jesus, then are you a king? Jesus answered, you said it. You speak correctly, for I am a king. Certainly I am a king. This is why I was born, for, and for this I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth, who belongs to the truth, hears and listens to my voice. So since we are royals, we are what? We are friend of the truth. And we belong to the truth. So royals, under the royalty of Christ Jesus, we are friends of the truth. Friends of the word. We are royalty. Because Jesus even told Pilate, yes, I am a king. You said it right. So Pilate got it right, even though he asked him a question, are you the king or, or are you a king? And he said, yes, you said it right. I am a king. So we had it there in the Old Testament and also in the new where the Lord is our king. Amen. Amen. Now, the new man, 
After he was lost, he became new. He had became born again. So John 3.16, let's look at that. We see here on our handout, the new man, God's handiwork, and he does exploits. So John 3.16, this is God himself. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only, beg his only begotten son, unique son, so that whoever believes in him, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. So now, the man that has become born again, now God even loved him when he was lost. And God even loves him now that he is born again. But now that he is born again, he has everlasting life. When he was lost, he was in eternal damnation. He was on his way to hell, to destruction. But thank God, someone witnessed to him, and he received the Lord as his Savior. So God loved that he gave. And when he gave his son, he had begotten us as sons and daughters. So all of us in here, we now have eternal, everlasting life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. If you look at that lost man, he is surrounded by clouds of darkness. But as he came into Christ, the Holy Spirit now takes over. And those clouds of darkness is now loosening their grip. They're like you're losing hold on him. So now that man, born again man, he's a new creation. Does not have the old sinful nature anymore. Now he can sin again. But now that Christ is in him, he doesn't have to sin again. He can go further and grow in Christ. Does that make spiritual sense? Christ saved him from his sins. He is free to not sin, but he can. But thank God he has the Holy Spirit in him to convict him whenever he does something wrong. Ephesians 2.10 for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So this is telling me, even when I was lost, God had something predestined for me, but I couldn't get it until I had became born again and received his son. So for all of us, God had a plan, but it couldn't come to pass until we receive Christ Jesus. And it says here that God predestined, planned beforehand. 
He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged, hallelujah, and made ready for us to live. Now that born-again man, as he continues to walk in Christ, he's walking toward in and toward his destiny. And it will be completed as long as he walks continually with the Lord. Amen? All of us have a predestined purpose in God that God had prearranged. Let's just think about that for a minute. Each of us sitting here, standing here, God has something prearranged and predestined for us. But it's up to us to walk in it. Miss Charlena. So it's um, so the word in Jeremiah 1 and 5, where God says, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. So he had already prearranged everything. Yes. Yes. Yes, this is that New Testament version. Yes, thank you for that. Amen. Amen. Daniel eleven thirty two. Okay, um, you know what, since you have mentioned that, Charlene, y'all please read it. Uh, no, here it is, no, Jeremiah 1.5. Okay. okay. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating your and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So he already knew us. He, yes, he, yes. He, he, we were all prearranged. Yes, yes, yes. He was waiting for us to accept the gift of his son. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Daniel eleven thirty two. The part that we should really focus on is like, you know, part B. And such as violate the covenant, he shall pervert and seduce with flatteries. But the people who know their God shall prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do exploits for God. As we look at this here chart, that person who was us, we are standing firm. We are growing and growing and growing. Also, we are serving our Lord and as we go further in Christ, we're going to do exploits for him with signs, wonders, and miracles following because we have the Holy Spirit in us to do those works. Amen. So don't think yourself less than somebody or lesser than somebody else. There's a gift in all of you. And all of us will do exploits in his name. We aim to please him and nobody else. Amen. Hallelujah. So that lost man and then the born again man. And for a review, the lost man is without Christ. The born again man, he has Christ by the Holy Spirit and he's growing in the Lord. And also the Holy Spirit grows bigger and, and bigger in him as he submits, yields and commits to his word and to his Holy Spirit. Something else, too, that I saw, this chart here, which shows the born-again man, 
he has to go through all of these visions. All these visions are for him. He's going to go through the wheel of grace. He's going to go through the process where his soul and spirit now becomes one. He's also going through praise and worship, entering into the highest heaven. He's also having his spirit to be born again, or this is says, okay, this says regenerated spirit. He has functions of his soul, working out his soul salvation. And when he gets to the end of that line, that bottom row, he will be this. Isn't that wonderful? This is how we will be as we continue our walk in the Lord. We're going to get to this point, the glorious sons of God. And then here we come into our kingdom place, our enlarged life in Christ. So that one person, that lost man who has now become born again, is going to go through all of these visions. And that is growth and maturity in Christ. You really cannot separate these visions. You know, they do go hand in hand. Now, the born-again man represents many races and many cultures. Because God is a God of diversity. We tend to think that the corporate world had invented diversity. <laughs> no, God did. Because God loves things different. He doesn't want everything the same. So in that chart with the glorious sons of God, there are all races of people who have now become the royal race of God under the kingship of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The chosen royal race. 1 Peter 2.9. Paul is telling us here, or Peter is telling us here, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I have read this verse a thousand times you know, most of my life but it didn't hit me like it did two weeks ago. And he's saying to us, we are a chosen race above all other races. We are a race chosen by God. We are a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation. We are his nation. And we're not just in one particular land spot, but we are worldwide. We are worldwide. God purchase us and then he calls us special we are special and we are unique why because he places giftings in us his callings in us why so that we may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him of him who called us out of darkness, who is that lost person, into his marvelous light, the light of Christ, the light of the Holy Spirit. There's wheels turning, especially in Kendrick's head. There's wheels turning. You are thinking. Ty, you got a question? Okay. Okay. 
Revelations 1, 5, and 6. Hallelujah. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful and trustworthy witness, the firstborn of the dead, first to be brought back to life, and the prince ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who ever loves us and has once for all loosed and freed us from our sins by his own blood. Isn't it good to be loose and freed? That born-again man, he is loose and freed from all of his sins. And my question is, does he really know it? Is he being taught that? I was not taught that. And when you have someone who is teaching and doesn't know it himself, it's like the blind leading the blind. But thank God we're now hearing this, that he loosed us and freed us from our sins by his own blood. So there's so much power in his blood to set us free and keep us free. Hallelujah. And formed us into a kingdom, a royal race. Let's just sit right there for a minute. Right now, we are in his kingdom. We are a royal race. We are not just church people. We are not just saints. We are not just the redeemed, but we're also a royal race. We are royalty. I don't know how much I can just emphasize that. Um, we are above. We are above the human race. Even though we live here in this earth and we are of different races, humanly speaking, but now that we are born again, we're of the royal race, royalty, because Jesus, he is king. He's king over all the universe, royalty. Can we just get that into our heads a little bit, that we are royalty? We are special. We have a higher degree than the human race. Royal race. Human race, royal race. We are above. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all evil. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. We are royalty because of his shed blood because of what he has done for us through his death, burial, and resurrection. He said he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. When are we going to believe that? He's the king over us kings. He's the Lord over us lords. We have a kingly priest. We praise him and we worship him. So we are kingly priests unto God through our praise, worship, love to him. Also loving each other. Also, we are Lord under him. So we have his dominion and his authority through him. And I was reading something last week that when we say the name of Jesus, he is in his name. He is in his name. We're not just saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No, 
He is in his name. So we have been given as kings and lords under him. We have the power and the, the power of the attorney in his name to have authority, to bind and to loose and to cast out. We can decree a thing. As kings under the king, we can decree a thing, we can proclaim, and we can make a declaration of his word. That's what we are to decree his word, declare his word, proclaim his word. Why? Because his word has all power. His word upholds all things. In Jeremiah also it says that his word is like a hammer that it breaks a rock in pieces. That's how strong his word is. We are royal kings and lords on this earth, and we should be making proclamation every day, all day long of his word. But because we don't know that we are royalty and have not come to the spiritual reality that, hey, we are kings and lords under the king and lord, we don't exercise it. That's why there is defeated Christians. Let's go there for a minute. I have written here, to be in Christ is to be fully equipped. Jesus is our full armor. Christians are defeated because they are not fully equipped in Christ through wisdom, knowledge, understanding, discipline, revelation, and application through the Holy Spirit. Many churches and ministries are getting the word and hearing the word, but they're not saying it as much and not doing it as much. There's no saying and there is no applying. If you don't apply the word to your life, to your family, to your jobs, to whatever, there's not gonna be a change. No manifestation. So it's time for us, through the Holy Spirit, to have a new walk, a new mind, and a new speech. All that is in that glorious Son of God. He is growing into his new walk, his new mind, and his new speech. He's speaking the Word of God. He's also praying the Word of God and praying in the Spirit. He's not speaking words of death, doom, and gloom. He's speaking words of life, the word of God. That is our inheritance. That's why we are called heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So, are we walking our new walk? Do we have our new mind and new speech? Yes. In this ministry, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Right? Amen. 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 So being in crisis, having a total makeover from the old man to the new man. So I asked the Holy Spirit to show me in the Bible, where is the word makeover? He took me to um, Romans 9, 21. And we're going to see these two words in the same verse. And I'm sorry, Todd, you don't even have that, but Romans 9, 21.
And if you have your Bible, just highlight the word over and then make. And it says here, has a potter no right over the clay? See over. Okay. To make out of the same mass lump one vessel for beauty and distinction and honorable use and another for menial or ignoble and dishonorable use. So yes, our God does give us a makeover. He makes and he makes us over. So he's the potter and we are the clay. And he does give us a total makeover as we become new creatures in him. Hallelujah. Heirs of God. Let's look at this here. Romans 8, 17. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs, also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. So, yes, heirs do go through suffering, through trials and tribulations. Don't be afraid of that because God is with you in the trial and tribulation. So we are heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing in his inheritance. We inherited some things or all things through Christ because we're like him now. But only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. People don't want to hear that part about suffering. <laughs> but as long as we're living here, you're going to suffer sometimes through trials and tribulations. And mainly for the word's sake. A, a big mistake a lot of people make. They think once they become saved that everything is going to be just so perfect. and They're never going to have no problems. Every, yeah, and everything is going to be hunky-dory. And then they get the rude awakening. Mm -hmm. And if, if they get saved and don't get the right guidance it could yeah, it could throw them right back out there again exactly and thinking oh this is not exactly what god say uh, everything's supposed to be good mm -hmm. and so um without the right teaching it it can just throw them for a loop that is so true that's why you know it's very very important that the new man is in a strong ministry because if not, he can get wrong teaching, and he can revert back. He can backslide. So it's very, very important that the new man stays in the path of great teaching. Here we get good teaching. There's teaching for, like, you know, babes and also teaching for the um, grown-up Christians. So we come, and we are getting bigger and wiser, growing in Christ. So true. So the born-again man, he's now of that chosen race, the royal race. He's also an heir of God. Let's look at Ephesians 3, 6. And, and I chose this because, um, well, I will tell you in a minute. It is this, that the Gentiles are now to be fellow heirs with the Jews, members of the same body, 
and joint partakers sharing in the same divine promise in Christ through their acceptance of the glad tidings, the gospel. And this year verse is telling me and you that there are Gentiles and Jewish Christians. Even today we have, okay, we are Gentiles who have been engrafted in. We are now spiritual Jews. But there are Gentiles and Jewish Christians who are of the same body, and we are now fellow heirs together, those who have received Jesus as their Christ. Sharing the same divine promise in Christ through their acceptance. We have to accept the glad tidings of the gospel. Accept it. So Gentiles and Jews, spiritual Jews and Jews, are now members of the same body. And the reason why I have brought this scripture up is because we're entering the Jewish High Holy Days. And... The new year begins, the Hebrew calendar new year begins next Monday. The last day of the Hebrew Shemitah year is this Sunday, okay? And I'm saying this because as royalty or as royal ones, we need to learn and be aware of our Jewish spiritual roots. The Hebrew calendar, the Lord's feast. And if you don't know, just ask the Holy, the Holy Spirit to even teach you. Now, I will not even go further in it because that is Gene and Zinni's job. But we, the royal race, need to know these things. So the Hebrew year, the Shemitah year, ends on this Sunday. The new year of Jubilee begins on Monday. So we are spiritual Jews joined together with born-again Jews. And we have all gladly accepted the glad tidings of the gospel. If I threw anyone off, I apologize. But are you all aware of some of your spiritual Jewish roots? Yeah. Raise hands. Okay. 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 All right. Amen. Okay. The born-again man, as he's going through the process, let's go through all these phases. He was lost. Now he's born again. He's spirit-filled. He's growing in Christ continually, working out his salvation. Then he comes into this row that we all call the teenage stage. He's growing from glory to glory. So the Holy Spirit, or who is in his spirit man, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Then he comes down here, going from glory to glorious sons of God. Okay? Let me get back over here. So that man who is now in Christ is getting to know him. And intimately so, through praise and worship, commitment and dedication. Let's go back to John 18, 37. I'm going to go to the bottom part. 
where Jesus said, This is why I was born. For this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth, who belongs to the truth, hears and listens to my voice. The born-again man up there listens to his voice. So therefore, he's growing into Christ. He's knowing the Lord and also on an intimate basis. Matthew 7, 23. This is our Lord talking. And then I will say to them openly, this is to them who really isn't knowing Christ, okay? Then I will say to them openly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. And you have Christians who fit that scripture. And Christ will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Because you act wickedly, disregarding my commands. God gave the born-again man commands. And some of them had disregarded them. And then Christ says to them, depart from me. Luke 13, 27. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where, what household, certainly not mine, you come from. Depart from me, all you wrongdoers. Christians today, those who proclaim to be Christians, have got to take inventory of themselves and ask themselves, am I for real with the Lord? Because if not, this is what you will hear from him. He will say, I do not know you or what household you are from. So we have the household of God or the household of faith. Well, are you in that household of faith? Are we in that household of faith? So we must analyze ourselves because either we know him or we will get terminated, fired. Does that make sense? Kendrick, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, I'm just going, wow, because we're dedicated nation. So we're set apart by God for his purposes. You know, um, I think it's First Timothy chapter 2 when he talks about in the house, there are vessels of honor and some to dishonor. But if any man purge himself, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, and prepared to meet for the master's use unto every good work. And I'm just listening today and I'm just going, wow. You know, really mm -hmm. set apart in Christ Jesus. And then these two verses right here I, I was really laughing because earlier this year I was studying these this story on these two chapters um because you know they go hand in hand about you know 
the, the master's going to rise up and he's going to say, you're knocking at the door, but what do you want? You know, depart from me. You, you, um, when you read it in Luke, what's so funny, the previous verses to that talks about how they said to Jesus, they were saying to him, he said, we were in the streets when you were preaching. And they said, we even sat down and drank and ate with you. And what do you mean we don't know you? Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at this like, wow. Like you just said, it's got to take a self-inventory now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. do I really, really know God like I say I do? Mm-hmm. Am I really spending time with him like mm-hmm. I should? Am I really keeping his commandments? Mm-hmm. I mean, through the help of the Holy Spirit, right, of course. Right. But it's like, okay. This is serious because it's cut and dry. There is no in-between like the world there teaches is us. Mm-hmm. It's either light or it's dark. Mm-hmm. you either one of the five wise virgins or you one of the five foolish virgins. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay. And we cannot have one foot in the world and one foot in the ministry. We can't do that. Because he said he will spoo you out. He will vomit you out. Something that Gene said in one of the classes, he said that um, if you miss a day without God, you are a backslider. And when he said that, boy, that thing exploded. So we know that we're born again. We know that we're saved and spirit-filled, but then sometimes we let things get us, uh, you know, get us too busy, okay? We're like, you're too busy. And then you might say, hi, God, good night, God, and that's not spending time with him. So therefore, you're in a backslidden state. And when he said that, if you don't spend time with God on a daily basis, you are a backslider. Does anybody recall that message? I did hear that one time. He was teaching one night or probably in sonship or in discipleship. So we know that our Lord, he is straightforward. Either you are for him or either we are for him or we are not for him. So our goal is to continue to know him and not be terminated or fired by him. I don't want to get in front of him and then he says, depart from me. I never knew you. (laughs) The Bible says there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So today or tonight, we have learned that we are royalty. We are not a victim to our circumstances. We are victors over. I hear Christians say, oh, I'm under this circumstance. No, don't don't be under. Be over it. You are a victor and not a victim. And God will see you through. As we are royals and royalty of the royal race, he said that our battles is his and the victory is ours. Let's have our faith in him continually, knowing that we are royalty to him in his royal race, and he'll never see us fall. So that's our lesson for tonight. I hope it had brought some light and... Um, There's one thing that I wanted to share, just one last sentence. The kingdom life is the royal life. So let's not forget that. We are royalty under his kingship or in his kingship.
Amen. Any questions, comments? I do want to hear comments from Cornelius and from my brother here. Any comments, questions? Please share. Yeah, um, at what um, stage would you say um, in the um, born-again experience does the um, do, does a person realize that they're royalty? I mean, I'm sure it, when they're lost, they don't see it. Any, mm -hmm. When the born-again stage, working out salvation, mm -hmm. where in there does a person really see that? It depends on the person because I've been born again a long time and it just hit me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Please, please say it. We don't. I think it's on. I think it depends on how you're taught and what you're taught because there are a lot of ministries who don't teach this. Mm -mm. And, and there's no revelation in a lot of these right. churches. There's not life on these churches. So as Sheila said, it, it can come when you're in there in the teenage years or, mm -hmm. you know, when right. we're a lot more senior. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, and it's so, it's amazing to grasp. Yes. Yes, it is. That we're royalty. I mean, yeah, that is just royalty. so astounding to me. Yes. And yet. Satan wants to come along and tell you otherwise, you know, mm -hmm. oh, you're not there yet. You're mm -hmm. not, you haven't done this or a year, you know, the backslider right. sort of thing. Right. And, you know, tries to take that away from us. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 You know, this is so good because um, I've been saying to myself, not every day, Sheila, you are royalty. You are a king and Lord under the King Jesus Christ. You know, I am royalty. So when you go home tonight, look in the mirror and say, I'm a king. I'm a Lord. I am royalty. Yes, yes. Because Jesus paid the price. He paid the price. Yes, my brother, Cornelius. Amen. Uh, I was going to kind of um, add something on the line to what he was saying about how we get there now. But um, I want to share something, you know. Uh, the last time you taught, we was talking, or was it Charlene? And I mentioned Romans 5 and 17, and that's what Paul said, that we should reign in life as kings through the free gift of grace and righteousness. Yes. And when you brought that up, I had never seen that word race. Mm -hmm. And if we really believe that, our whole lives would change. Yes. And this brother asked a question, and um, I know a, a, a gentleman, he's an assistant pastor now, but I remember before he came into ministry and this and that, I was amazed at the things that God did in his life. Mm -hmm. And one day I pulled him to the side. I'm talking about uh, in the spirit realm, the things that, that God used him to do, but also even out in the world with, with ideas and, and inventions and things. And I asked him, I said, Dwayne, I said, how are you able? And you know what he told me? He said, he said, man, he said, listen, he said, when I read it in the word, he said, I believe it. Mm -hmm. He was just that kind of person that he took God from. I'm talking about from even a baby in Christ, he took God at his word. And so 
he was literally living that. He didn't believe that circumstances reigned over him, mm -hmm. but that that he reigned over that. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't let it affect him. So like y'all was saying, it depends on the person. It depends right. on the teaching you get right. and how, you know, remember he, Jesus said that, that we're supposed to come to the kingdom as children. Yes. That means just, just depending on, on our, our father mm -hmm. and believing and trusting him. And um, so that right there, that revelation, if we really get that, remember back yes. in the day when the old people used to say, if you really knew who you were, yeah. Yes. This wouldn't bother you. But they didn't know how to teach you who, right. who you were exactly. in Christ. Exactly. They, they used to say all the time, Cornelius, if you knew who you was in Christ, this wouldn't even bother you. Right. And I used to say, well, teach, teach right. me that. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Um, if you look behind your, um, in your sheets, um, there's some who am I in Christ scriptures. Use those, you know, um, confess those out, believe them, you know. I believe, so therefore I speak, and then it shall manifest. So make these deposits in your spirit and also in your soul. So these are in Christ scriptures. And then um, about the race, the chosen race, and the royal priesthood, that's in 1 Peter 2. But you know, though, read that whole chapter. There's a bunch of commands right in that chapter right there. And verse 1 is... Um, Something that we all need to pray for the body about. If you look at verse 1, where it says, So be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity, malignity, excuse me, and all deceit and insincerity, pretense, hypocrisy, and grudges, envy, jealousy, and slander, and evil speaking of every kind. That envy and jealousy is a cancer to our spirit. Slander and evil speaking, all of it is just terrible. So read this entire um, chapter during your free time and just know that we are chosen, that we are royal, that we are a dedicated nation, that we are a special and a unique people purchased by his blood. And that's our teaching for tonight, royal ones.